This week, as you know, I am narrating some of the finest essays. And today I've got one for you from India. The essay is called An Average Man. It was written by R.K. Narayan. Those of you who don't know, he was probably one of the finest English writers from India. And uh, if you really want to check out his writings, I would suggest you to go for uh, his short story collection called Malguri Days. And this essay that I've got for you, it's from the book called Indian Thought. This is a collection of writings and short stories, letters edited by Yarke Narayan and other writers. So here we go. Let me narrate the essay, An Average Man. Since starting this journal, I've been hearing a great deal about the average man. I'm told that I must keep my eye on him if this journal is to prosper. People tell me we have read this journal with great interest, but we are afraid many of the articles appearing in it may be above the head of the average person. You must try to appeal to the average person. This naturally prompted me to look for this person. I did my best to pick him out in this crowded world. I kept my eyes wide open when I was in a bus or train or a gathering in a, in a hope that I might catch a glimpse of him. I listened intently to other people's conversations in the hope that, I'd, that it might help. This proved to be exhausting work. Very soon, I realized that it was an impossible search. The person who mentions average invariably applies it to others. He always assumes that he himself is other than average, above preferably, but never below. From the context in which this reference is made, I understand that the average man possesses the following virtues. Nature has endowed him with a robust constitution. He is very methodical in everything. He looks after his family correctly. He maintains a precise account of his income and expensive expenses. He pays off his debts promptly. He sends his children to an ordinary commonplace school. He is elated when they pass their examinations, irritated when they fail. He is industrious and honest and serves his masters faithfully. He is a good neighbor. These are excellent qualities, no doubt, but they imply in a subtle way a set of parallel defects. He is hardworking because he is a born drudge. He looks after his family so well because he knows nothing else in life. He pays off his debts promptly because he has a sort of secret haughtiness which makes him say to himself, Why should I be under an obligation to anyone? He is law-abiding because he is a prude. He keeps a strict account of his finances because he is disposed to the miserly. Even his health is so good because he is 
thick-headed and is free from the torments and exhaustions that beset a sensitive mind. Intellectually, he adopts the line of least resistance. The finer shades of literature and the arts are not for him. In books, he can appreciate only gossip, sensation and buffoonery. In music, he prefers the cheapest tunes. In cinema, he demands the broadest melodrama. Politically, he is at the mercy of the loudest orator. And he can be beguiled with slogans. It is supposed that he constitutes the bulk of the population and hence his goodwill is indispensable for the commercial prosperity of any undertaking. After a laborious search, I am almost convinced that this is an imaginary being, something like those mythical birds one reads about in any Purana. When people say, you must try and appeal to the average man, they say in effect, you must work within the understanding of the average idiot, but don't make the mistake of thinking that it is myself. This notion of the average person has caused a deliberate cheapening and lowering of standards in all creative work. I've known a publisher who at one time produced first-class literature, later on turning over rank rubbish by the ton on the plea that he was going to please the average person. I've heard a film director explaining away his costly rubbish with after all, the man who really pays for the show is the average person. I've known a director of a radio station spending months on, on a special program and finally sending out on the air incoherent, inane noises and answering all criticisms with Our average listener will like this immensely. You will see how many letters we receive appreciating this program. Anyone who has anything to do with the public conjures up a vision of an average man according to his own limitations and on this basis sets out to give the public what it wants. The public, ever generous and indifferent, takes what is given with the feeling that it might be infinitely worse. This is understood by the other to mean that what he has given is slightly highbro and next time he takes care to remedy this defect. And so goes on this race to get behind each other between the public and the man who gives it to its books, films or music. There may be an average person where economics or other social sciences are concerned, but in intangible matters, like response to artistic or intellectual work, there can be no such thing as average. One must set about one's work, whether producing a film or a book or whatever it may be, with an eye on one's own standards and purposes rather than on the purse of an imaginary being called the average man. The average ought always to be reckoned at the end and not at the beginning since average is not a cause but a result.